Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the 2022 Wrestling Observer Awards. They just came out. They just dropped on Thursday. Actually, sorry, this morning, I believe it was. Chaos online. People are going nuts. Um, some people are happy with the results. Some people not happy. Of course, that's what you're always going to get with these awards. But it's going to be fun to look at these awards and... and kind of analyze them did they get it right did they get it wrong we're gonna talk about i'm not, I'm not gonna go through all the awards i'm not gonna talk about uh some of the negative awards you know i'm not gonna really pay attention to those i'm not a really big fan of those it's always kind of um weird to vote for those but um we're gonna just kind of because i don't want this podcast to go on for too long but I, you know i want to keep it around a, an hour long maybe a little less so we're gonna talk about the main ones and um and I'm, I can't wait to hear everyone else's feedback. On I'm still digging through. I'm still reading through. I saw Paul Paul Fontaine's uh, response, and and when I saw that the Observer Awards came out today, I was thinking like, oh man, I should do a show on that. Paul would be the perfect guy for a co-host, but it's just our our you know, I don't think uh, well, the show needs to go up pretty fast. I'm recording it the next day. I can't you know can't sync up with Paul, but. We should definitely do one in the future um, regarding uh, these awards. We'll plan it out more be- better now f- for next year. But um, but yeah, so let's dive in. Let's not waste any more time. The 2022 Wrestling Observer Rest of the Year, as voted by the Wrestling Observer's readers, John Moxley. Is your wrestler of the year for 2022? Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, Will Ospreay. Number four, Okada. And number five, Siri. Siri, the girl from uh, Stardom. I hope I said her her name correctly. I apologize. I don't don't really watch a lot of 
stardom, so I don't really know the competitors that much. Even my cat's trying to chime in right now with her her opinion on the rewards. Ah, man, I, I think this is one they got wrong. John Moxley, number one over Roman Reigns? Ah, I just, you know, Moxley, I think a lot of people probably voted for him because when uh, the CM Punk, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega thing blew up, and Tony was left without a, a champion. Of course, CM Punk was also hurt. So even there wasn't a big old locker room fight. CM Punk was got the vacated title anyways. Um, but, you know, after the locker room fight, Tony was out, you know, CM Punk. He was out Kenny Omega. He was out the Young Bucks. So he was he needed a, someone to carry the ball and right the ship. And he went with John Moxley. And Moxley did a very good job as champion filling in. I thought he did he did good. I don't think it was a great run. Um, I thought you know some you know his matches are you know is <laughs> kind of overrated by a lot of people that I see. I mean they they some can be good, some can be you know really overrated. Uh, a lot of them don't even make sense when it comes to. The, a lot of the brawling on the outside and and the, the total lack of the rules and he just you know it's just you know he's out there for like a minute and thirty on the floor and it's not a no disqualification no 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 rules match no not even a no rules match excuse me it has it's a, a match with rules and he's out there for a minute thirty just doing stuff on the floor because because he can and, and no one's gonna say anything if I was Tony Khan say count that fucker out that's what I that's what I would do. But uh, you know, it's it's just I just drives me insane when the, the lack of professionalism just because you need to get your stuff in, right? Um But man, Moxie over Roman Reigns, especially in twenty twenty two, I just that's not a good call. Roman Reigns should definitely be the wrestler of the year. I'm surprised he didn't really just I thought he was gonna be a, a, an easy shooting for this award. I thought he would have like the most votes in it. I don't understand why people didn't see. I know a lot of people might have judged the first half of the year, but I thought the first half of the year was fine. You know, he was, you know, he was in the feud with Rollins and had good matches there. Uh, you know, he did the program with uh, Lesnar. And then when Triple H got the book right around what SummerSlam time was SummerSlam's uh, Triple H's first big show. Roman and Lesnar had that wild, wild last man standing match, which was, you know, highly rated and, and uh, a match that people are gonna remember for a very long time because of the finish with the, with the Brock Lesnar get the forklift out and uh, you know, <laughs> jacking up the ring and and Roman taking that awesome bump. I was in the ring out, out to the floor. I just thought that was great. That match, what's what a wonderful match. Um, his match with. Uh, True McIntyre at uh, Clash of the Castle. Really good match. I know a lot of people were not happy with the finish, but at the same time, you know, looking looking back, it, that's probably a bad call, the way we were going and where we are going with, with Roman Reigns to WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes. With, now, looking back, it is a bad call. I thought the call was, at the time, correct. And, and I think they're... I think they're just, they're doing a great job keeping Roman so dominant until Cody beats him. But I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Can you imagine if Cody doesn't beat him? I don't. I think that's going to be that's the bad call. If Cody does not beat him, that's the bad call. 
but you know, he had a great match with Logan Paul at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Um, the War Games match fell short, but other than that, he had a hell of a year. He was the, he's the top star in the company. Um, uh, attendance was up with the WWE, and part of the uh, being on fire is the Bloodline group. The angle was in... And the stuff with Sammy and and you know the he's just the top guy. I don't understand why he he didn't get rest of the year. It just it's that that was that's crazy to me, absolutely crazy. And even if you don't like the WWE, you have to recognize you know what Roman's doing and and what he's done this year. And even the, even the fans that don't watch dub, they say they, they don't like WWE. They watch AEW. <laughs> they watch both. Let's be honest. Let's be honest people. Because those same people that just bag on WWE just happen, happen to be always tweeting about WWE pay-per-views at the same time. But they, you know, they're just not fans. They just, you know, they're just checking in. So that, that always cracked me up. So again, for, right off the bat, 2020 rest of the year, John Moxley, the winner, but I, I, I believe the voters got it wrong. 2022 most outstanding rest of the year. This is the uh, in-ring work performer. Uh, uh, basically the best in-ring for the full calendar year. Uh, the winner was Will Ospreay, followed by number two, Brian Danielson, number three, Okada, number four, Speedball, Mike Bailey, I kind of feel there's speed a lot of more people on that list before speed bomb Mike Bailey and uh John Moxley. Um uh Will Ospreay, he had a great year in the ring. A lot of great matches in Japan. Um uh, a lot of people really enjoyed his match at Forbidden Door with Orange Cassie. Wasn't my deal, but on that show, after the show was over, when it came to top matches on that show, that's what people would say that was the show stealer was Will Ospreay. And um, and uh, Orange Cassidy, the G1 final, hell of a match. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so in ring, he's and he oh, wrestled in uh, was that prog not progress? It was uh, Rev Pro versus uh, Michael Oku in uh, a, a really good match that got a lot of high praise and even I think got was number ten on the list here of uh, match of the year contenders. Uh, so he had a hell of a year in ring and he's definitely improved greatly. Uh, I have seen his work as a heel, you know, when he first heard heel, you know, he was kind of, you know, really new, really green at it, but I think he's kind he's finally figured it out. And, uh, and then he, you know, of course already he had a tremendous match with Kenny Omega in the Tokyo Dome. So, I think they got this one right. I would say Will Ospreay, you know, outstanding rest of the year. I'm kind of, I don't, it kind of sucks to not see Gunther on this because he's had great match at a great match, no matter who he wrestles um, and continues to do that. He, to me, he is the best, probably pure wrestler in the world. Um, and I'm shocked he didn't make the top five here. Wrestling Observer 2022 Tag Team of the Year. Number one, and the winner, FTR. Number two, J. Mark Briscoe. Number three, the Young Bucks. Number four, the Usos. Number five, the Acclaimed. And I, again, I thought the uh, I thought the the fans got it right here. 
with FTR, best tag team. They consistently had really good tag team matches all throughout 2022. Uh, their program with the Briscoe Brothers, their three-match series, was fantastic. Um, I do think the Usos is way too fo- low as number four. I think they should probably be number two, even above the Briscoes. Um, because I just think, you know, the Briscoes had that classic series of matches with FTR. I think Usos also, you know, throughout the year on a major stage had really good matches with a lot of various teams. Um, so I think, you know, I, I, I agree FTR best tag team this year and in 2022, but I think, uh, Usos should definitely be number, number two young bucks. I mean, most of the, their time back, well, they're gone for much of the summer. Their time back was in, uh, six man tag team matches, not pure tag team matches. Um, I'm trying to think if they did anything of note in the first part of the year. I felt like they weren't much of a factor in that from what I remember. So yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the young bucks should be a lot, lot lower on this list. Probably possibly number five, but I, I, I could see them just being maybe, maybe you know, cause I think actually claim was, you know, they started getting heating up and they probably could have been okay at number four. Now wrestling observer, 2022 best on interviews the winner mjf the runner-up john moxley number three cm punk number four Sami Zayn. number five eddie kingston all great promos on this list uh, mjf winning is i feel is a no-brainer uh when he talks you listen um uh, i think if cm punk would have competed this whole year he probably would have won uh Won the uh, the award, but um, obviously with the uh, backstage issues they had and the, the fight, he's no you know, currently not performing on the in the, within AEW though he's still under contract. So but I think NGF that was the right pick. So they they picked right there. Now this one's pretty controversial. Wrestling Observer 2022 Promotion of the Year. The winner, AEW. Number two, Stardom. Number three, WWE. Number four, New Japan. And number five, UFC. Man. Uh, and AEW won by a pretty far margin. 3,270 vote, uh, votes total. And Stardom was next with, well, they had a, uh, they had uh, less votes, total votes than WWE, but they had more first place votes at, I guess 273. How does WWE not win this year? Um, stuff with Vixen McMahon aside, I, I think you you kind of can't judge that against the company. That's Vince's craziness. But this year, 2022, especially the second half of 2022, real WWE has been on some tremendous momentum. On the back of Roman Reigns, by the way, again, should be wrestler of the year. Uh, record attendance is up. Where AEW's attendance is down. Um, I guess now they do premium live views. All those are going up. Um, ratings have been going up, especially the second half of the year, especially after Triple H's... Uh, 
taking over creative and the uh, and and the bloodline storyline has been going up. How can they not be? How can they not be promotion of the year this year? Successful SummerSlam show at a stadium. Uh, successful show uh, in Cardiff at the castle. The Clash of the Castle show, right? Like Survivor Series was up in, in viewership. Sellouts, like I said, sellouts happening now. Like like I said, house show business up. Everything's up. In 2022, and they don't win. I this is this doesn't make sense to me, and it kind of gets me questioning the, the the voters here on this one. Who's voting this? Because how can how can they be number three? How can WWE be under stardom for God's sakes? That's just. I mean, how can New Japan Pro Wrestling be under? Stardom. How can UFC be under stardom? Not knocking stardom. I think they're a good women's promotion and they have a strong, a good fan base. But my goodness gracious, right? Like that just makes no sense at all. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket. Your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wrestling Observer 2022 Best Weekly TV Show. Number one, then the winner, AEW Dynamite. Number two, WWE SmackDown. Number three, AEW Rampage. Number four, New Japan Strong. And number five, Impact Wrestling. Cool to see Impact Wrestling on there because they definitely have improved their product, though, right now as I tape this. Uh, there's a no surrender uh, pay per view going on, and and Mike Gilbert from the Brace for Impact podcast is like losing his shit over this. Apparently, it's this really bad Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer segment, which I kind of seen a little bit of it uh, posted online. But I now I really want to see the whole thing because uh, I've I've been enjoying Mike's uh, reaction to it on there, so I want to see what that's all about. But um, but yeah, just uh just I just again, AW Dynamite, you know, AW Dynamite I, I enjoy because it's such a chaotic show, but I enjoy because it can get so bad. It's entertaining, but then it can get so there can be moments of of really good, but it's never like consistent through the whole, you know, 2 hours, right? I think SmackDown should have won this year. I mean, the last few years it's it's hard to get me to watch a lot, you know, for for a while now, it's been hard to get me to watch WWE programming on a consistent basis. Um, 
uh, I was watching NXT for a very long time on a consistent basis. The when they went became NXT 2.0, and that really I didn't enjoy that product. So like I was enjoying my time of like not being stuck watching re- hours and hours of wrestling, uh, of modern wrestling at least, and. But I really enjoyed, but then I started getting watching SmackDown, and SmackDown was a really good show. Um, again, especially when when uh, the second half of the year when when uh, Triple H take over creative. To me, it's like I, you know, I watch SmackDown. I, I rarely fast forward stuff. There might be a segment or two that I do fast forward, but it's a it's a very well done show. The wrestling is generally very good. Of course, you have the you have Roman Reigns. On that show, uh, even if he's not wrestling, it's uh, which he really does wrestle on SmackDown. Like it's compelling. All his segments are the whole stuff with the Bloodline, Sami Zayn, very compelling stuff. Um, so how does this not win show of the year? I just don't get it. It's just it's uh, really AEW uh, heavy here, and I just don't. I just. I mean, I'm not against it. Previous years, right? You know, WWE was was blah, and AEW was fresh and new and do some exciting stuff. But 2022 was not their best year, and obviously, I think honestly, their worst year creatively, and uh, you know, has to be in some ways financially with the house. The the, the tapings are low. Look at, I mean, I know it's 2023, but look at I'm going to Dynamite on Wednesday, and it's like maybe 4,000 people there. It's the first time in the market and they're, they're you know, and they're doing 4,000 people. I, to me, I think they should be doing, I thought it should be doing a lot more of that, but, but they're on it. They've been, they've been down and interest is, is lower than, than ever. And that's not just started recently. It's been going on since honestly, since their second half of the year, since the punk and Omega young bucks blow up, uh, it's been down, but but also been down creatively as well. And we'll talk about that when we talk about book of the year. Um, I just, I don't know. SmackDown should have this, this locked. Rampage, my God. Rampage is unwatchable at times, right? Like, it's just nothing happens. It's, it's about as exciting as WWE main event, you know? And that might even be better with some of the, NXT talent they've been bringing up lately. I haven't watched it, but I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just not a good show, and the ratings are just, just tanking and tanking as as the year goes on. Um, it's just, I, I just, I don't understand how they even made a top, top five. Um, I would say Impact Wrestling should be higher than that. Fuck, Wow Wrestling should be higher than Rampage. Just to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I think. Best week of TV show, the Observer readers, in my opinion, got it wrong. My favorite category of the year because is the match of the year, and the winner of the Wrestling Observer 2022 match of the year was Okada versus Osprey, the G1 final. Number two was FTR versus Briscoe's three. Number uh, uh, three was another Okada Osprey match from Wrestle Kingdom. Number four was another FTR Briscoe's match, the first of meeting, and that's my favorite match of the year. Uh, and number five, uh, Gunther versus Sheamus from Clash the Castle. 
uh all five really great matches uh, i i can't argue with the winner okada osprey g1 final great match um but I, I to me ftr and briscoe's for me was the very best i thought that was just a special i felt so special and then they delivered i thought a classic so um but i you know i think they reserve reasons are got it right on this one i i totally i totally also agree that osprey okada g1 final was a great match united states slash canada mvp your winner john moxley number two roman reigns (laughs) number three chris jericho Ugh, that's the high. Number four, MJF. Number five, Brian Danielson. And I can see MVP, Moxley. They need someone to step up. They need someone to uh, uh, fill that void all of a sudden they had when when CM Punk and you know, the, the, the Lee had their blow up. So, yeah, so he became very valuable to All Elite Wrestling. But again, though, Roman Reigns, no Roman Reigns in 2022. How excited would WWE be right now? You know what I mean? Like, I I would think without Roman, things things would be down in WWE, and and even like just him on the show, like him appearing on a SmackDown, maybe might not be on SmackDown. The night, the week before, he might be maybe uh, might have a little promo or something, or maybe he just has like a, a promo package. But then the next week, they say he'll be here live in attendance, even just for a promo. The ratings go up that week, so uh, I I can understand John Moxley, but I, again, I feel Roman Reigns should be the MVP. Japanese MVP Okada uh, was number one. He won. Uh, followed by Will Ospreay, Suri, Julia, Jay White, Yuki, Yoshioka, Kenta Miyahara, Shingo Takagi, and Kazusada Higuchi. Um, yeah, Kata being the man in, the, in New Japan, I, I can't disagree here. Mexico MVP. Now, I didn't really fall too much Lucha Libre this year, but the winner was... El Hijo del Vikingo, followed by Mystico, followed by Ray, Ray Phoenix, Atlantis Jr., Laredo Kid, Dragon Lee, and then Pentagon Jr. Um, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't really. Uh, um, I can't really say because I haven't really been watching too much Lucha Libre these days. European MVP. Or Europe MVP, number one, Will Ospreay. He did start coming back, working a lot of the, the European wrestling scene. Uh, Rev Pro, his match with Michael Oku, who's number two on this list. Number three is Ricky Knight Jr. Um, Ilya Dragunov, number number four. Uh, sucks that none of the WXW guys should be on there. Um, uh Archer should be on. Yeah, this is just. Yeah, I'm not. I, okay, they got it right. I don't know. 
All right, winner of the Hodge Award for non-heavyweight. So this is a junior heavyweight MVP. Number one, Viking, El, Vi- El Hijo de Viking, Vikingo, excuse me. Number two, Darby Allen. Number three, El Desperado. Number four, Speedball Mike Bailey. Number five, Ray Phoenix. Um, I kind of feel Darby should be up there on this one. Um, Vikingo. El Hijo del Vikingo. I mean, I've seen some of this stuff. A lot of it just is a lot of wacky high-flying moves that just make no sense because the guy just usually stands there and waits for him. It just looks so choreographed and fake. Um, I, you know, I guess, I guess they got it right. I don't know. To me, I think it's Darby on Chica. Number, <laughs> sorry. Wrestling Observer 2022 Women's Wrestling MVP, Suri, number one, the winner. Number two, Bianca Belair. Number three, Jamie Hayter. Number four, Julia. And number five, Kyrie. Uh, man, I would kind of vote Jamie Hayter here because the AEW Women's Division is just uh, not good. And they really need someone to kind of step up and and Jamie Hader caught lightning in a bottle and her work is good tremendous pat you know overall package i think her promos are, are are pretty good it could be better but i think the material she's getting is is uh, not the best or the direction she's getting is not the best um i mean she was definitely the most valuable player when it comes to women's division for AEW which is a division that a lot of people just don't like and a lot of people just kind of wait till it's done or, or a lot of times a lot of people just kind of turn out and come back after it's over uh, and because but with Jamie Hayter she's kind of made it interesting again as champion um, and after all the craziness with the title the backstage drama with Thunder Rosa and the talent and then Rosa getting hurt, dropping her title. Um, you know, Jamie Hader came in, got over, and has she's has something special. But they just need they just need other people uh, on the roster to kind of really help her out. They you know, like like the Garrett was talking about with Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet. Why did they not go and and? Um, and get her, you know, like they should have, you know, they need this division and they still might. It's not, you know, she says she only has like two more matches on her deal, which I, which I thought was pretty shocking, but, um, but yeah, we'll see, you know, I think if she gets there, her matches, with Jamie Hader will be pretty good. Um, other people she'll be having to carry the load with, but, uh, she definitely must need it. But right. I see for value, most valuable pair of women's wrestling, I had to go with Jamie Hader just because she, she, that's what that that division needed is is her and she stepped up. Best box office draw: Roman Reigns, <laughs> number two, John Cena, number three, CM Punk. Um, you know, not wrong here with Roman Reigns' best box office draw, which I think also equals rest of the year too as well. Like, if they're the best box office draw and he's a champ and he's on top and he's wrestling pay-per-view main events, like how's this guy not, not uh rest of the year. And his matches are good too as well. Like he's a complete package. So 
They got it right there. Wrestling Observer Feud of the Year, 2022, number one in the winner, FTR versus Briscoe Brothers, CM Punk versus MJF, number two. Number three, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Number four, Tam Nakano versus Natsupio. Natsupio? <laughs> I need Justin Nippers help here. Number five, the Elite versus the Death Triangle. Um, CM Punk versus MGF would be my pick for a rest, uh, rest, a feud of the year. Excuse me. I just thought it was really good stuff. The matches were good. Uh, the promos were good. It was such old school wrestling. I loved it. Uh, but I also don't disagree with people voting for FTR versus Briscoes. Three tr- tremendous tag team matches. But MGF and Punk, they had the you know the promos, they had the in ring stuff of the matches. So I I, I had to go with uh, Punk and, and MGF on that one. <coughs> Excuse me. Most improved winner, the acclaimed. Number two, Mina Shirakawa. Number three, Jamie Hader. Number four, Wheeler Yuta. And number five, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, the acclaimed. Um, I don't think they were really that much improved in the ring, but they got themselves over and found their voice and found their connection to the AEW crowd and were given the opportunity. And I think they they hit a home run, and they're one of the the mo- most entertaining acts, not just in AEW. I think in wrestling right now, you know, I think they're. A lot of fun, and um, I'm a little worried about them coming in 2023 I, with them losing the belts. And their first after the first match after losing the belts, they're not challenge. They're challenging. They have a rematch, but there's also two other tag teams in it because it's really overbooked four way match pay per view. But, um, but yeah, they you know I think the voters got it right there with the acclaimed most charismatic the winner MGF runner up with Sami Zayn. Number three was Roman Reigns. Number four was CM Punk. Number five was Julia. Um, yeah, I can't argue with that. Can't argue with MJF. He's very charismatic. Commands that camera. Commands your attention when he comes out to the ring. Uh, Sami Zayn, I think it should have been a little closer. It was 272 votes to the Sami's 126. Uh, there's a strong case for Sami this year. Especially since he joined the Bloodline and the Usi, Andre Usi stuff was tremendous. Uh, but I think MJF is a good choice. Wrestling Observer 2022 Brian Danielson slash Best Technical Wrestler Award. I love Brian Danielson. I know he's won this a lot of times, but I don't know if I don't like really like naming championships after people. Um, Unless they're passed away or something like that. But Brian's still wrestling and he's also still winning this award. He's he won it again this year. Uh and fault and runner up was a guy that's been kind of winning a bunch of these as well. Zach Saber Jr., Dan Garcia, which I think is a pretty overrated uh vote there at number three, Surrey at twenty with with number four, and then Josh Alexander number five. Um 
Brian Danson, I mean, yeah, I guess I can't argue with that. Um, Sabres, good technical wrestler. Try and think if there's anyone else that kind of stood out. Um, uh, because I don't think a lot of people were watching NXT, but Axiom, the former uh, A-Kid, his matches have been phenomenal in uh, NXT, and he's a test a technical wizard. But he's not on the main roster, not featured, so I, you know he's kind of his work gets kind of lost. Um, but yeah, you know Brian Anderson wins it again and again and again and again. Uh, so yeah, good pick. Uh, Wrestling Observer 2022 Bruiser Brody Memorial Best Brawler Award. See, this is where it fits, right? If you're naming an award or something, Bruiser Brody Memorial Award. Number one, John Moxley. I think Bruiser Brody would laugh at his uh, his, uh, his his brawling ability. Number two, Tomoho, Tomohiro Ishii. Number three, Minoru Suzuki. Number four, Eddie Kingston. And number five, 20, uh, no, sorry, Gunther. Whew. I would kind of have Gunther a little bit higher, maybe number one or number two. Um, he's he's the complete package. Is brawling is brawling, you know, like when it a lot of people think brawling has to be like weapons and blood and wow, you know, it's just it's it's a physical uh physical match. Um look at Seamus should be on this, right? He's a good brawler. Um uh, you can kind of same with Drew McIntyre, right? Like um Moxley, he just goes out there and has these these quote quote hardcore matches just to have them and yeah I don't know I think but then who knows how to rule brawl anymore it's just that uh, other than maybe Gunther who I who's really smart with it and makes it make sense I but it's a lost art it really is you watch a lot of those old footage of Brody Hanson uh shoot Terry Gordy, like it's it's uh, they're on there's another level, and like I said, I think the quality of work in wrestling, on wrestling today, is actually doesn't really hold up because yeah, they're more athletic, but I just don't the, the little things they're just not doing, and it's really showing as 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 I keep I've been diving deep in some deep stuff lately with uh, some history uh, wrestling history and watching the work, watching the art of the cell, watching the art of the brawl and. It's just amazing how the quality has really went down. Athletics is up, but the but but the the in ring psychology, the work, the performing has really got gone down big time. Twenty twenty two best high flying wrestler number one and winner El Hijo de Vikingo number two Ray Phoenix number three Dante Martin. Number four, Commander. Number five, Will Osprey. <sighs> I I kind of either go with Mark, Dante Martin or Will Osprey. But Kingo does some wacky, crazy stuff. He's almost like Sabu crazy when it comes to stuff I've seen. But it's all stuff that you guys are just waiting for him to jump on him. They're just watching him. Like At one point, there's this – I think I shared it on Twitter at one point. There's this clip. I think he was in uh, – GCW or something, and he's like running on the side of like the, the the seating area, like against a wall, and he jumps off and does this crazy cannonball towards the ring. 
but it's just so stupid because his opponent is just standing there waiting for him and watched him run this length of the wall to jump off it. It just looks so dumb because like you you just think like why did that guy just move? And I think someone wrote on there like, well they're not watching him, they're watching him do the flip. I'm like, no, people with normal people are watching everything and they're and there's and they can clearly see the guy just standing there waiting for for him to run this length of the wall so he can do a flip on him and they just call him bullshit on it, you know? And that's why they that's why wrestling's where it is at now, you know, because People are like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all everyone knows what wrestling is. Yeah, they know what wrestling is, but they don't want they want to believe. All right. Uh most underrated 2022. Uh number one, Kanosuke Takeshka. Number two, Jack Gable. Number three, Ricochet. Number four, Mustafa Ali. Number five, Rick, Ricky Starks. Um uh, Takeshka is a good pick. I don't know how much I don't know if he's I don't know if he's really underrated. People know how he's really good. Um, he just doesn't win matches. He's won like what one over, but he needs to he need to be winning more. Um, and now I haven't even, haven't even seen him. I guess he's gonna be. I'm gonna see him next week when I go to uh, Dynamite at the Cow Palace. And I guess he's on the the Face of Revolution ladder match, which is on Dynamite now at the pay per view. And so, oh joy, I get to see a a, a crazy ladder match. So I'm looking. I just hope I just hope Powerhouse Hobbs wins because it's his home damn town. It's criminal that he's not featured on the build-up to this show coming up. 2022 Rookie of the Year, number one and winner, Braun Baker. Braun Breaker, number two, Hook, number three, Logan Paul, number four, Takuma Oroa, and number five, Solo Sokoa. Uh, Braun Breaker, clear winner, um, no doubt about it. He... Uh, he is a future main eventer of WrestleMania, future top guy on the main roster. Um, Hook, a lot of people are expecting him to win. I, I, he should definitely be in. He was a, probably the in the running, but he, I, I wouldn't have voted him for him. He'd probably be my number two pick. But uh, Logan Paul, shit, there's a there's a case for him to be Rook of the Year. He's on wrestle a handful of matches, but they're all good. But Braun Breaker, at the end of the day, um. Top rookie, super rookie, future WrestleMania headliner, if all goes well, no big major injuries and no attitude issues. And from understanding that, that you don't see that with him or hear anything about that. So I think Braun Breaker is the right, correct, correct choice. It should have been a lot more of a landslide, honestly. Best non-wrestler, uh, uh, 2022, number one, Paul Heyman. Number two, William Regal. Number three, Don Callis. Number four, Stokey. That's the way. Number five, fuck this, Poppy. Oh, Rick Ross. <laughs> number five. Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, but Paul Heyman, yeah, the best. There's just there's no question about it. Wrestling of the Year 2022 Best Television Announcer. The winner, Kevin Kelly. Number two, Excalibur. Oh, my gosh. Number three, Rick Abani. Number four, Taz. Number five, Pat McAfee. Um, no, uh, no issues with Kevin Kelly winning really good. Um, you know, he's a really good player. He's a top, he's one of the top in the game, of course, today and really does a great job calling the matches in New Japan. I have nothing, I have no issue with this pick, but number two, Excalibur, give me a break. Honestly, 
Ian Ricky Bonnie probably should be number number two because the work he did in those matches with the FTR, and we you could just tell when he gets on the AEW shows and calls a Ring of Honor match, just the, the professionalism just just jumps out on out on the screen there on commentary. Excalibur just he's I don't I don't understand it why people just me because he says wrestling moves, but he just. Not the best. Worst television now, sure. I think this is kind of this is kind of a, a bad call. Corey Graves, number one. I don't know. I think Corey Graves is fine. Number two, Booker T. Number three, Jim Ross. Number four, Michael Cole. Michael Cole gets so much flack, and he's actually pretty good. And Kevin Patrick, of course, he's the guy that took over for Jimmy Smith on Monday Night Raw. But um, I kind of would go with Booker T. <laughs> Because I, I've the NXT's episodes I've checked in on and uh, just, just I don't know. He just I just don't I, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of Booker T on commentary. I kind of I want Pat McAfee to be back on WWE on SmackDown with Michael Cole because they're a great team, and I would love Wade Bear just to go back to uh, uh, NXT because I thought him and Vic Joseph was a very a very good combo. Um, Wrestling Observer 2022 best major wrestling show. Number one, AEW versus New Japan Forbidden Door. <sighs> Number two, AEW Revolution. Number three, WrestleMania 38 Night One. Stardom. Number four, Five Star Grand Prix Finals. And number five, Clash the Castle, which was was a, was a really good show. Um, I'm surprised SummerSlam is not in it. I thought SummerSlam was pretty good, but of the, of the AW shows, I thought the weakest one of the week was AW the Forbidden Door show. I thought that was a major disappointment. The bill was horrible. The show itself, there's good matches, but nothing really blow away. I mean, unless you really like that Osprey Orange Cassie match, but the um, the three way with Jay White, Adam Cole, and, and Okada was a disappointment. Grant. Because Cole was hurt, but um, Tanahashi and Moxley was was good, but not great. It's just you know, like I and I and it's crazy because after Forbidden Door was over, people were kind of like, eh, you know, it was <laughs> it was what it was, you know, like I, it was it was a, one of the first AW where people not just universally just raving about it. So I'm surprised to see it number one there. Um, and there's a bunch of uh, other awards here, but one we got to talk about. Um, not like I said, I don't want to go through the worst matches and overrated and all that kind of stuff. But best Booker, 2022, Tony Con- Tony Khan wins again, and I just wow, not for 2022. I'm sorry. It's, it's, (laughs) this year has been so inconsistent. The, the, I know he had a, a challenge with the CM Punk elite situation, but the shows have been uh, misses and again, attendance is down. Uh, Ratings are down though. They just did a million viewers last week, which I thought was, impressive for the show they put on which wasn't much last week's episode 
But how do you not vote for a Triple H here? This should have been his to win, right? After coming in, the 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 morale in at WWE, the morale with the fan base is low. With all the the chaos and the, and the, with the Vince McMahon and the allegations, sexual allegations, all that kind of stuff, and here comes Triple H, writes the ship, starts bringing fresh faces to the shows, uh, help helping guide the bloodline storyline, um, putting on tremendous shows since the second half of the year, you just, he just, you know, it's half a year. It was a, a huge half and he should have clearly won this. Uh, at Tony Khan, I, there's just no way. And then promoter of the year, man, Tony Khan. Well, he had some successful pay-per-views. He does that. He has, when it comes to buy rates, he has that. He has that. But again, attendance level dropping, Ratings dropping, interest level dropping, uh, chaos <laughs> in your locker room. Not just CM Punk and and Elite. There was an Andrade and a Sammy situation. Um, you know, it's a wrestling locker room. It's a wrestling business, and it's always going to be drama. But you hear a lot of stuff from a lot of people that are close to the situation, and, and you know. It's not good. Number two was Dana White. Number three was Rossi Ogawa. And, you know, number number uh, four was Triple H. And number five, Nick Khan. Um, I don't know how this Rossi Ogawa has been so head, head of, of Triple H on these Best Booker Award and also uh, Promoter Year. I just, okay. I mean, these clearly... We got questions some of these voters here. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I I again I promoter of the year, declining ratings, declining tenants, you know. Promoter of the year. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um I think since Triple H is in that he's basically the the face of the company. He is the creative mind of the company at this, you know, he's the quarterback of the creative team. Um, I would, you know, he's basically the quote, quote, the promoter. I mean, I guess Nick Khan could be up there as well, but like, I don't know. I think he should be, which I honestly, I'm not saying that you probably might be coming off as a pro WWE guy here, but I'm not, I'm just saying like this year though, like you can't, you can't turn a blind eye to the success of WWE this year. Um, yes, of course. First half, there was a lot of ups and downs, like, uh, you know, a lot of, just really depressing moments when it comes to their internally with Vince McMahon and hearing all that drama. But man, even the hardcore AEW fans have to say that WWE is greatly improved and this greatly improved because of one man and that's triple H and, you know, and there's no reason why he didn't, especially book of the year. Come on people. So again, another very interesting year when it comes to the Wrestling Observer Awards, of course, everyone's not going to agree on a lot of stuff, but I just wanted to share my opinion on them. And I thought 
a good amount. I thought the the voters got it right, but there's on a lot of the bigger awards, um, bigger awards. I thought they really, really got them wrong with you know Mox rest of the year, AW promotion of the year, television show of the year, Dan Dynamite. Um, I mean, you can't ignore it. WWE success, especially that second half, and and the, you can argue it's only the second half, but. I would argue back that it's a huge, huge second half they had. Huge improvement from show quality, from attendance figures, from ratings, from over, overall interest in the company. Negative energy replaced by positive energy from, from how Triple H has... Uh, handle the the situation since he was put in charge. I got to go with WWE on a lot of these awards here. I thought, I thought they had a major, a, a big year and we'll see if they can keep this momentum up going for 2020, uh, 2023. Uh, and we'll see if AW could kind of light that spark again that they had. Of course, you know, when they first started, it was all fresh and new Same, you know, they got hit with the pandemic. They served, you know, they really, you know, did their best in that. And continue to have some interesting stuff, especially with CM Punk coming in and all that stuff. But then, man, 2023, I think creatively, has been their worst year ever. And so, I mean, sorry, 2022, excuse me. But 2023, I think it has to be the year that they really correct the ship on it because it feels like it's just treading water. A lot of the stuff they do has been like recycled over. You know, I can sense there's. You know, I don't think he'll admit this, but I can. I can just feel the burnout that Tony's experiencing because the, a lot of the finishes are the same. A lot of the, the angles are the same. Like how many times we got to see someone have to run a gauntlet to get to someone? Um, so yeah, I really hoping for. I'm hoping for improvement for AW and every company. You know, I'm not wrestling to be awesome everywhere i want impact to just you know continue to to move regain some popularity you know i want to see you know just indies just booming i want to see all that going you know so i'm rooting for everyone um and i'm not trying to be a hater i'm just being honest and being critical and and I'm not gonna point out if something doesn't look good. I do that with WWE. I'm gonna point out if something doesn't work. I point out the you know. So, so that was it. That was the man Wrestling Observer 2022 awards. Whoo! Let's see what 2023 is gonna look like after the year's done and and what they're gonna vote for. I. It's gonna be a, a very interesting 2023. All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekend, be safe, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.